Here's our 2020 Vision Radio News Update for Friday the 26th of August. I am Curtis Morton. Out of Charlestown, Nevis, the 2022 Shevening Scholars for Barbados and the Eastern Caribbean were officially announced on Thursday 25th August. 14 Shevening Scholarships, fully funded by the British government, were awarded to successful candidates from St. Kitts and Nevis, Barbados, Dominica, Grenada, St. Lucia, and St. Vincent and the Grenadines. The recipients will pursue one-year master's degrees at a number of renowned universities in the United Kingdom. St. Kitts and Nevis's awardee, Joy Napier of Nevis, will pursue studies in international development at the University of Edinburgh. British High Commissioner to Barbados and the Eastern Caribbean, His Excellency Scott Versus Dunwood said, I am delighted that 14 more outstanding individuals from Barbados and the Eastern Caribbean have been awarded Chevening scholarships this year. Chevening represents the very best of the UK and its vibrant international community. As we continue to tackle major global issues, international cooperation is now more essential than ever. We are proud of the strides that our Caribbean awardees continue to make as part of the global Chevening family. Applications can be made for Chevening scholarships at www.chevening.org slash apply for the 2023 to 2024 academic year. The application period closes on the 1st of November 2022. The full list of 2022 Chevening scholarship recipients are from Barbados, Rennie Krishlow, University of West London, Deborah Francis, London School of Economics, Devi St. Luce, Institute of Advanced Legal Studies, out of Grenada, Brendan Duncan, University College London, Shireen Charles, University College London, out of St. Kitts and Nevis, Joy Napier, University of Edinburgh, out of St. Lucia, Stacey Elva Lafurle, University of Sussex, Yasmin Francois, University of East Anglia, Chelsea Jong, University of Westminster, Erlen George, University of Leeds, out of St. Vincent and the Grenadines, Maxwell Holder, University of Edinburgh, Nafesha Richardson, University College London, Shernell Hathaway, University of Leeds, Shafiq Sam, University of Kent. The Chevening Scholarship Scheme is the global scholarship program of the British government. Scholarships are awarded to exceptional individuals with leadership potential interested in pursuing one-year master's degrees in a range of subjects at the United Kingdom universities. The scholarships are funded by the Foreign Commonwealth and Development Office and aim to support the United Kingdom's foreign policy priorities by creating lasting positive relations with future leaders, influencers, and decision makers. Out of Barsia St. Kitts, critical meeting points the way forward for education in St. Kitts and Nevis. We get this ZIZ television report. Chief Education Officer Francel Mars told principals on Thursday that schools will go back to the accustomed 8.25 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. schedule, except on Thursdays when students are dismissed at 2.15 p.m. The announcement was made at a principals meeting on Thursday morning ahead of the new school year at the Immaculate Conception Catholic School. During the meeting, it was also announced that the three new principals have been named 
for the upcoming term. These include Jamelia Bristol-Brown, Principal at Beach Allen Primary, Yulukia Bryan, Deputy Principal at Diet Bay Primary, and Javan Cannonier, Deputy Principal at Keon Primary. These new assignments take effect on August 29. Other topics discussed at Thursday's meeting included guidelines for the reopening of school on September 5 for teachers and September 7 for students. Discussions also included the way forward for health and safety protocols which will be released to the public shortly. Also on the agenda were independent celebrations and summer workshops for teachers. The workshops begin on August 29. All government school teachers in the Federation will join the Ministry of Education at the Rivers of Living Water Christian Center for this event at 9 a.m. on Monday. Among those in attendance at Thursday's meeting was Education Minister the Honorable Dr. Jeffrey Hanley and Permanent Secretary William Hodge. We go to break and when I come back we'll have news on the regional scene. Disability don't pick out Anybody can get about So they don't deserve no knockout Hey, help your fellow man Just one fall or an accident Could put you out with permanent So be compassionate and decent Hey, help your fellow man Disability not inability Anybody could get disability Take the disout and disability Hey, help your fellow man Old and young could get disability Rich and poor could get disability You and me could get disability Hey, help your fellow man This message is brought to you through the kind sponsorship of the St. Kitts and Nevis National Commission for UNESCO The Ministry of Community Development and the National Association of Persons with Disability Out of St. John's in Antigua, a fiery blaze took the life of one person on Wednesday night we get this ABS television report. Upper Gambles continues to reel from a fiery tragedy last night. That's right, Terry. As ABS News was first to report last night at 10, the blaze claimed the life of an individual whose charred remains were discovered in the smoldering shell of a wooden house. The St. John's Fire Department responded to the blaze at 8.50 p.m. On arrival, the 14 by 25 wooden structure was engulfed in flames. Police say charred human remains were discovered among the rubble. Official confirmation of the individual's death came around 10.38 p.m. and the body was removed to a funeral home. The property is said to have been occupied by Cleon Pungashe Williams. While neighbors suspect he was the victim of the fiery tragedy, investigators are awaiting more information before they can officially confirm the identity of the deceased. Meanwhile, the full extent of the destruction was evident in daylight. Police say investigations continue to determine the cause of the fire. A neighbor tells ABS News her son had assisted Williams around 8.15, moments before the fire began. She says Williams was admitted to the hospital on Tuesday and returned home on Wednesday afternoon. We didn't realize he was in the house because I see the ambulance take him out. But I know he come back and be in the house. Still I hear he call Holly and for Grace Grace. And then I asked my son if he come, my son said, yeah, no, if he come. And then my son left and go and he said, he fall off the bed and he I see him put him back on the bed. The neighbor explains minutes afterward, there were shouts of fire emanating from the yard. Friend that went and checked in and said, he going and buy food free. Till when I see two boys running in the yard and all a fire, fire bongo. And bongo and the friend was on the gallery, they left and they run and they start to show water. Okay, 
Bongo is your son. Yeah, Neil. Everybody down the road, nobody ain't coming for help. Nobody ain't coming for size of fire. It's just them two Bongo, your friend, and the next, this by the neighbor's son, come over to cheer them out the fire till the fire truck comes. Family and the neighborhood left to mourn after a harrowing incident. Terry Andrew, ABS News. And out of St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Oswald Robinson, president of the Teachers' Union in St. Vincent and the Grenadines, has called on parents to join in the ongoing protest actions. We get this SVG TV news report. We want to ask the parents, pay close attention, because a lot of quality experienced teachers out of the classroom, and you can't afford to have the government um, an assault on the education of our children. And next time we plan our next protest action, we want you to be with us on the picket line, on the march. Okay? We're looking forward to more parents, more workers from other sectors in the, in the society. And anybody is public. It's a public issue. We have to secure the quality, sustain quality education. And quality education of children require quality teachers. We're going full force, ensuring that the case is heard as been scheduled for the end of November and the 4th of December. And we're looking forward to that. We have already prayed about this because our teachers, they are prayerful people. And I'm sure that their prayers will be answered. that We have just received the last ruling of the court because some of our members needed this document in order to provide to financial institutions which to have proof so that they could extend the memoratorium. So we would ask the office to make copies to those members of our organization who need that document in order to present to the financial institution, whether banks or credit unions, that um, they would have access to it so that the financial institutions can, could be um, properly um, informed. And out of the USA, Oklahoma Sheriff's deputy shot and killed while serving order. We get this ABC News report. Uh, we're live. Right? I am. Um, it's, it's a sad day uh, for the Oklahoma County Sheriff's Office. I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I'm so sorry. I was going to keep it together for you. Um, it's a sad day for the Oklahoma County Sheriff's Office. Um, we had two deputies that were serving papers. Um, lockout papers, uh, contacted the individual at the front door, um, then went around to the back door and that's when the shooting began. Shot the first deputy, the second deputy tried to get that off that deputy out of the way, out of the way of gunfire, and then he was struck as well. Um, they're both rushed to the hospital as you can imagine. After that, the suspect, excuse me, took off eastbound. The I'm sorry, just give me a minute. The um, pursuit ended in a Tinker Air Force Base entrance and uh, the suspect was taken into custody. The law enforcement is it's a tight community and, and I'm so thankful. They were screaming across the state, oh my guys, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, a couple of deputies were, several deputies were uh, serving lockout papers very routine. Uh, at some point the person who was inside the house opened fire. 
this was about as routine as it gets. Uh, these guys, what they do is they do lockouts and serve papers, and that's pretty much all they do, and they do it extraordinarily well. Uh, these deputies are very well trained. This is the, the thing that they do 8, 10, 12 hours per day every single day. And uh, I've been out with both of them numerous times, and they're both professional, extremely professional and extremely careful. Now to our weather update, the local weather forecast for St. Kitts and Nevis valid up to 8 a.m. tomorrow, Saturday, the 27th of August. The weather today partly cloudy with a 60% or moderate chance of lingering morning showers. The weather tonight partly cloudy with a 40% or moderate chance of a passing overnight shower. The winds east-southeast at 13 to 26 kilometers per hour or 8 to 16 miles per hour becoming more easterly by tonight. The sea is 1 to 1.5 meters or 3 to 5 feet. The sunset today will be at 6.29 p.m. The sunrise tomorrow is scheduled for 5.56 a.m. We also have the four-day weather forecast. A tropical wave currently moving through the area followed by a second wave over the weekend will provide sufficient instability and moisture to maintain unsettled weather conditions across the region over the next few days with the dry spell being on Saturday for the Leeward Islands. I am Curtis Morton, wishing you a marvelous day and a safe and wonderful weekend.